Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You're the mighty one of Israel. Hallelujah. You're the mighty one of Israel. Hallelujah. You're the mighty one of Israel. Hallelujah. We praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. No door is too strong for the Lord. Hallelujah. No door is too strong for the Lord. No door is too strong for the Lord. We praise you. Praise you. Praise you. Praise you. Praise you. Our living God, we praise you. We praise you. We praise you. We praise you. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord. 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 Thank you, Lord. We praise you. 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 Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you. Thank you for hearing the prayers of your people this morning. We praise you, Father. Praise you, Father. We praise you, praise you, praise you. Father, I pray that you will touch each one of your people, Lord. I pray that your word may fall on good ground. Whatever you want to speak this morning, I pray that you will speak, Lord. Speak, Lord. Speak, Lord. Speak, Lord, in Jesus' name. Speak, Lord, in Jesus' name. Speak, Lord, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Oh, Father, minister to us, spirits, O Lord, deep within, minister to us, spirits, O Lord, minister to us, spirits, O Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, and I pray that you will magnify Jesus. May the thirst of Jesus Christ be fulfilled. May the thirst of our Heavenly Father be met, O Lord, by each and every single person who is here, O Lord Jesus, I pray, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, raise the mighty army, raise the mighty army, raise the mighty army. Thank you, Father, and praise I come against all the forces of darkness and every demonic spirit that is warring against the hearts, minds, and bodies of your people. I bind them in Jesus' name. I take victory in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. There's no one like you. In heaven, there's no one like you. On earth, there's no one like you under the earth. There's no one like you anywhere, Lord. There's no one like you. We praise you. That you are our Father. We thank you, Lord. That you are our eternal reward. Our exceeding great reward. We thank you, Father, that we have you. We praise you, Lord. You're more than enough for us, Lord. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. I pray that you will give us eyes to see, 
ears to hear, minds to understand, and hearts to obey what the Spirit will say to us this morning. God Almighty, the Shepherd of our souls, God Almighty, the one who is eternal, the one who is ever present, the one who is returning very soon. We give you praise, glory and honor. Shut down the works of darkness of the hour in Jesus' name. Oh Jesus, bring down every opposition of the enemy right now in Jesus' name. That your word may penetrate into the hearts, minds and bodies of your people. That you may quicken every soul, O oh Father. That you may quicken every soul, O oh Father. That you may quicken every soul, O oh Lord. Thank you, Father. You're the potter. And we're the clay. But pray, Spirit of the living God. Whatever you want to do with our lives, let your will be accomplished, O Lord. On earth, in our midst, as it is in heaven. Thoroughly execute your plan in our midst, O Lord. Thoroughly execute your plan for our lives, O Lord. Thoroughly execute your desires upon us, O God. For we are yours and yours alone. We thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We exist because you want us to. You've had mercy upon us. We exist because we are here to praise you. We exist for one reason, which is to live for you. So I pray, Spirit of the living God, that you will pour out your spirit upon your people to break every single person free from every bondage of the enemy from whatever is holding them back from fully becoming everything that you want them to be break them free from the works of the flesh break them free from the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes and the pride of life break them free from every form of self self worship break them free from every form of unbelief and pride break them free from everything that is displeasing to you so that every life may be offered to you as a pleasing sacrifice holy acceptable before the living God in the name of Jesus may the fire of the Holy Spirit sanctify every heart every mind every body in Jesus name I curse the works of darkness of this hour in the name of Jesus every evil spirit that is fighting against the word from being given to your people every demonic spirit that is fighting against the word being received by your people I bind those unclean spirits in Jesus name in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth 
every spirit of interruption, every spirit of exhaustion, every spirit of tiredness, every demonic spirit of pain, every evil spirit of distraction, every demonic spirit of unbelief, every evil spirit of hastiness. I curse you in Jesus' name. I take victory in Jesus' name. I ask you, Lord, that you will circumcise every heart, circumcise every ear in Jesus' name. Unveil the eyes, the understanding of your people. Unclog every ear in Jesus' name. Father, let every heart be prepared right now so that your word can do the mighty work that you have purposed in your heart, O oh Lord. Thank you, I praise you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Let's be the Lord. We're going to turn our Bibles to First Samuel chapter three. And we're going to read from verse one onwards. First Samuel chapter three. Verse one onwards. God has this word for his people, that is reason why I'm here. The Lord gave me this word a few minutes ago and told me that God is going to speak to his people in this word. As we meditate upon the scripture portion that God has given to our hearts this morning, we pray that every heart be attentive and yielded to the voice of the Holy Spirit. Verse 1 says this. 1 Samuel chapter 3 verse 1 Now the boy Samuel ministered to the Lord before Eli. And the word of the Lord was rare in those days. There was no widespread revelation. Now the boy, Samuel, ministered to the Lord before Eli. And the word of the Lord was rare in those days. There was no widespread revelation. I'm going to read it again as the Spirit of the Lord wants me to. Just pay close attention to every word in this verse that God wants us to hear. Now the boy, Samuel, ministered to the Lord before Eli. And the word of the Lord was rare in those days. There was no widespread revelation. I want to stop right here as the Holy Spirit wants me to. The Lord God Almighty has recorded this very important scripture in this chapter for you and I to read and also understand about the life of one child 
who became a prophet in the midst of very unfavorable, unlikely, unpleasant, ungodly circumstances. When the surroundings were not favorable, when everything around him looked very ungodly, it was dark spiritually. When God was not speaking to most people, when the Word of God was not there at all, it became so rare that they didn't have any of the prophets, anybody else who would speak for God, who would receive the revelation from God. Unless God gives revelation, no one can receive revelation. Revelation belongs to the Almighty God. What is revelation? Revelation is whatever God wants to reveal to His people regarding a particular matter. God's revelation. No one can have a revelation unless God gives it to them to reveal the secret things of God, to reveal the plan of God, whichever part God wants to reveal, God will reveal. But if God is in the midst of someone, He will speak. There will be conversation going on. He will reveal Himself to His people because that's how God is. But during this period, the word of the Lord was very rare. That means God was silent. People were not able to hear the voice of God because there was no one there to hear from God. Think about that. Yet, everyone was going about their own business. No one cared about what God cared about. No one cared about what God cared about. No one cared. God is not speaking. Yet, everyone is continuing to do whatever they were doing. They were going to the temple. They were offering sacrifices. They were desecrating the place of God. They were doing all kinds of things. God is not speaking. If God is not speaking, it's not a good thing. If God is silent, it's not a good thing. That's how you know something is wrong. Many, many weeks I had talked about this during the past several days. 
when we come to the house of God and when we see that God is not speaking when we see that the Spirit of God is not active as he is supposed to be in the midst of his people something is not right something's wrong when God is pleased God always speaks when God is delighted with his people he will always be there to bless his people he will always reveal himself to his people if that is not there then we must find out what went wrong we must see we must be able to know that something is not right here god is not speaking what are we supposed to do we're supposed to seek him not play church but seek him seek him if god is not there then we must invite him we must do whatever it takes to make sure that he is present wherever we are gathered together this is the temple of god god was no longer there the word of the lord became very rare you know why because when the word of the lord came in chapter 2 nothing was done about what god When God spoke about something, nothing was done about what God spoke about. When God speaks and God says something, we must pay attention to it and we must do what God has called us to do. That's when further revelation will be given. But when what God has spoken is not taken seriously or is neglected then god will cease to speak that's when no revelation will be there the spirit of god will not speak because we're not listening when will god speak god will speak where there are people who will listen for the people who listen the people who obey him it's so important it's so important for us to be people who listen so that god can reveal himself to us we should never be in this place where god will give no revelation we should be a church where the spirit of god would move in a powerful way in an active way there is a reason why lord has the saturday fasting prayer the day of cleansing before sunday service like i said after some substantial amount of weeks of me coming 
to the pulpit and finding the silence, finding the great silence where the Spirit of the Lord will show different things and will say that I can't move, I can't work here. It has to take about a significant time, at least 15, 20, sometimes even 40 minutes to be able to break out of where we were to enter into the realm of God, to be able to enter into the realm of God or to be able to take the church into the realm of God, I should say, to bring the Spirit of God to our midst to break this pattern it's where we are having the Saturday fasting prayer so that every single person is cleansed and stand before the living God in a worthy manner so that the spirit of God will come week after week after week we should be the people of God will be on our faces before God inviting the Spirit of God to come to reveal Himself so that we can know His ways we can know His mind we can understand what God wants us to do and fulfill His purposes if there's no revelation, how are we going to live our lives? If there's no revelation, how can a nation move forward, especially a nation of God? But God is the leader. How can, how can the people, including the priest, during Samuel's lifetime we're so dull we're content the word of the Lord was rare but they were content no one no one was weeping in the temple to hear the voice of God no one no one was calling upon the Lord saying Lord we're not hearing from you Lord we need you Lord they were content in playing church they just go offer sacrifice and whatever happens they still come and offer sacrifice and God said I don't need any of these things but they still went still went and did whatever they did God was no longer speaking you know when the silence is there it's not a good thing when someone you love very much suddenly they stop talking it's not a good thing if you really love that person you'll find out why they're not talking obviously something has gone wrong here we have stopped communicating you have to find out if you really love them you cannot be without hearing from them that's how it should be if 
who really loves someone. How sad. When you read scriptures like this. Where the people of God. God delivered. God brought them. The Bible says he carried them on his shoulder like a father would carry his son. Bore them on eagle's wings. Brought them out of bondage and brought them into Canaan. How they've forgotten the living God. How soon they've forgotten the living God. How soon they became content with what they had. They became content with the form of religion. They became content with just going to the temple. They became content with a the ritual. They became content with a routine. They became content with the sacrifices. Not even realizing why those sacrifices were put in place. The worship was for the Lord. The Lord was no more pleased with the worship. The sacrifices were for the Lord. The Lord was no more for the sacrifices. Still, it was going on, continuing on and on and on and on and on. God was no more present there. He was no more speaking there. He was no more in it. The people didn't even feel it. But we should never become like this. We should never get to that state of coldness, spiritual coldness and spiritual dullness where we don't even know when God is there, when God is not there. The routine thing keeps going on. Very deadly. It's a recipe for spiritual depth and disaster. If God is not speaking, when the revelation that should be there is not there, when there is silence there, we have to be on our faces before God. We need to be able to know first of all. We need to be able to recognize, Oh my Lord, Oh my Lord, you're not speaking. Oh my Lord, I'm not hearing you. We can't live without the presence of God even for a minute. We cannot. We cannot. We cannot. And it came to pass at that time while Eli was lying down in his place and when his eyes had begun to grow so dim that he could not see. And before the lamp of God went out in the tabernacle of the Lord where the ark of God was, and while Samuel was lying down, that the Lord called Samuel. What a breath of fresh air in the midst of a suffocating environment. God had to wait till the child to grow and become a boy of understanding where he could hear and communicate. The Bible says 
that he was looking for someone to fight for him, to deliver. But he could find none, so his own arm brought him the victory. We have to weep and wail when we read these scriptures in the Bible. The heart of God revealed that God couldn't find a single person who would feel what he feels. And so he himself brought the victory for himself. Very sad. Very sad. Here the priest of God has become so cold. He was very concerned about the Ark of the Covenant. He's not concerned about the God of the Ark of the Covenant. That's how twisted things were. That's why he broke his neck and he died. Very pathetic way. That's not how the priest of God should end. That's what happened. Many people have a form of godliness. They care so much about the Ark of the Lord, but not the God of the Ark of the Lord. May God have mercy. We may never become that kind of people where our priorities go upside down, become very religious to the point that we commit spiritual suicide. May God have mercy upon us. I did not read this section. I did not meditate on this. It's been a long time. Maybe the last time the Lord gave me the word from this, that was the last time I actually read this chapter. God spoke to me. He said, Go. I want to speak to my people. That's why I came. Pashpadeep was going to lead the church in prayer today. We're recapping yesterday's LTS. God plan changed speaking to our hearts this hour we have to take the word of God very seriously in the midst of a suffocating environment spiritually suffocating environment where the people's hearts became cold towards God their discernment was not there even the desire to hear the voice of God was not there. God saw one little boy whose heart was pure and upright before God Almighty. Is it possible? Is it possible? Absolutely. Absolutely possible. That's why we have this chapter here. One little child brought comfort and consolation to the heart of God Almighty. One child was there. God was able to see that this child will listen. This child will listen. 
And when I speak to the people, they don't listen, so I can't talk to them anymore. So he stopped talking to them. And I had to wait for a long time until one little child was fit to hear the voice of God. May we be like that little child. Have the simplicity at heart. Have that humility to do the will of God at any given moment. That obedience to the voice of God. The heart God is looking for is a heart that has faith in the living God. Which means the heart that will obey at any time. Which means a heart that is full of humility ready to do anything at any time. When the word of the Lord was so rare, there's no widespread revelation that even though the priest was there, even though all the people were there, even though all these Israelites were there, isn't it very similar to David in Goliath's story? King Saul was there. All the people of Israel were there. The warriors were there. No one was able to defend the name of the living God when Goliath was blaspheming God day and night until God brought this little boy, young boy, David, mismatch so to speak, in the eyes of men. A well-qualified and well-prepared by the living God. Because he was so yielded to God. He was full of humility. Ready to do whatever God wanted him to do. Whenever God wanted him to do. I want you to look at the qualities in Samuel. And may the Spirit of God move you to desire those until you become such a person. Like Samuel. You see, very similar qualities in David also. That's why they pleased God so much. God went looking for them. God brought them. God placed them. Fully knowing that this light will be put to use. I can 
glorify my name all the more through these vessels because there's nothing that hinders me from moving in and through them. May that be said of each one of you here. And it came to pass at that time when Eli was lying down in his place when his eyes had begun to grow so dim that he could not see. Not only physically, spiritually he became totally blind. Totally blind. Before the lamp of God went out in the tabernacle of the Lord, where the ark of God was, and while Samuel was lying down, that the Lord called, not Eli, not anyone in the temple, not anyone in that nation, he called the boy, Samuel. The Lord called Samuel, and he answered, Here I am. So he ran to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. The regard he had for the servant of God. The obedience that he showed. The faith that he had in God. That he was able to do what God had called him to do even after he lay down. God didn't come and call him while he was serving in the temple, no. This was a test for Samuel too. And Samuel passed the test. This was when everybody went to bed. When he was very tired. He was laying down. He was a child who was quick to listen and quick to obey. Very humble at heart, any time. Ready to jump and run. Because he had faith in God. His heart was so yielded to God. So yielded to God. And God called him. He jumped and he ran. He had what God was looking for. Just like Abraham. When Abraham was called, he said, Here I am. Offer your only son. Yes, I will. Leave the land of the Chaldeans. I'm doing it right now. Those are the people. God will speak to. And God will give revelations and lead them forward. May God help each one of you to be quick to listen and be quick to obey. Samuel was quick to listen and quick to obey. Here I am, for you called me. He didn't slowly get up. He didn't say, oh boy, he's calling me at this time. Why can't he call me some other time? Why didn't he call me a few minutes early before I laid down? Samuel was ready ever ready no matter what time it was ready a child who did not complain a child who was dependable a child that God 
was able to trust and count on to carry out his work because he was faithful in what he was given. Very faithful. Eli says here, I did not call, lie down. Again. And he went down went and lay down. He ran. It talks about implicit obedience. It talks about how willing he was to obey. It just talks about the readiness of Samuel's heart. It talks about the high reverence he had for God. That's why he had that reverence for the servant of God. As a child, he understood the value of seeking God, of ministering to God. What does it mean to minister to God? How to put first things first? Samuel knew that very well. Very well. And so, here this test comes. Where God didn't speak to Samuel in God's voice, but he spoke to Samuel in Eli's voice. If God would have called in his voice, and Samuel would have gotten up and he would have said, Oh, Lord, speak to me. We can say, Oh, God. Who will not say that? If God would appear to them, who will not say that? But that's not how God spoke to Samuel. There's a test here. Knowing who Samuel was, God came to him. Otherwise, God wouldn't have wasted his time. There's a test here. Also for Samuel. If Samuel would have just pretended to just not hear I'm just tired, I just laid down. God wouldn't have spoken to him. But Samuel was not like that. When the word of the Lord was very rare, God came and spoke to this young child who was worthy of hearing the voice of God. We must be worthy of hearing the voice of God. We must be worthy of hearing the voice of God. When we obey Him, when we are quick to obey, when we are ready to do anything at any time, humble at heart, like Samuel, like David, God will be willing to open his heart and speak to such people. God wants to open his heart and speak to people. He wants to share his heart with people. He wants to share his plan. What he's going to do with people. The Bible says, before he does something, he reveals it to his prophets. Before God went to destroy Sodom, he said, I'm not going to hide this from my friend Abraham. He went. He told Abraham what he was going to do. 
Now he's about to do something in this nation of Israel. He's going to this little boy to share his heart with. This is what I'm going to do in this nation. This little boy, physically he's little. But he's great in the sight of God. The prophet of God. The prophet of God. God talks to him and makes him his mouth at an early age where he began to speak for God. This is his first encounter and this is his first ministry as a prophet. And it was to Eli, the priest, and to the nation of Israel. What a consolation. What a comfort to God, Samuel was. When it was all dark, and God was not able to find anyone that he could trust, that he could share his heart with, he found this little child. Understand this, there were many children in the land of Israel. Many children not one like Samuel. Many children in the nation of Israel. God didn't go to all children. Okay, all, all of you are innocent and all of you are... No. The Bible says the child is known by its ways. Samuel was very different. He was a child who pleased God since he was little. A child who had great reverence for God. A child who knew how to listen and how to obey. How to give reverence to the temple of God. How to give reverence to the tabernacle of God. How to give reverence to the house of God. How to give reverence to the servant of God. How to obey God. How to serve God. The serving. The servant of God. That means simply do what you're told to do. It shows you have faith in the living God. Faith in the office that God has placed. Faith in the tabernacle that God has placed. Even though Eli, his sons, the people, I don't regard the tabernacle. And even God was not speaking. It was silent. Samuel served God, the Bible says. He had the reverence for God and he still had the reverence for the office of God. And he went and he served God with faith. I mean, anything Eli told him to do, he did it. No matter what time it was, he would not just go and do it, he would run to the voice of Eli. God didn't come to him in God's voice, but he came to him in Eli's voice. Familiar voice. And God's voice came to him like Eli's voice 
Samuel because he always obeyed because he always had that reverence he passed the test when God called him he didn't think oh, he like calling I don't want to go now I don't want to answer this I'll answer this some other time no even though he was tired and even though he laid down he ran he ran he ran this is why he became the prophet of God this is why God officially ordained him to be the prophet of God in the nation of Israel a true gem God was able to find in the midst of the entire nation a boy who had a perfect track record a boy who grew into the man of God with a perfect track record and a man of God who finished his life on earth with a perfect track record before God Samuel was such a person an example that every believer should long to become strive to copy and have faith that you too can become like that but the qualities that God is looking for is essential and that's the reason why the Spirit of the Lord is bringing these things before us this morning may God speak to our hearts this hour that the reverence for God the reverence for the house of God the reverence for the servant of God is very important God will look for that very important we as God's people should understand that very important we've been hearing how the sword of the Lord and the sword of Gideon cannot be separated you can't separate God from the anointing of God that is upon a servant of God you cannot separate the servant of God from the anointing of God that's placed upon a servant of God there's a reason why God told Moses Moses step to the side they have not talked against you but they've talked against me Samuel was very much blessed by God because of this nature that he had he knew how to honor God how to honor the house of God and how to honor the servant of God even when people around him older people around him desecrated the temple of God the house of God Samuel was not like that the Bible says Samuel ministered before the Lord he ministered to Eli before the Lord the Bible says that's why he served God what God has placed before him he was faithful to God to the office of God that was before him from which Eli served God Samuel was very faithful to God so God comes here and he calls Samuel through Eli's voice Samuel passed the test first time he ran Eli says go lie down and the Lord is calling again in, Sam, in Eli's voice Samuel Samuel rose 
and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. Quick to listen and quick to obey. That's reverence for God. Reverence for the house of God. Reverence for the call and the anointing of God. It's very important. Very important. These things are lost. People have never, never been taught because true anointing of God is very rare. But we need to be taught. Even when the voice of God was practically non-existent, Samuel knew how to reverence God. Samuel knew what it meant to serve God. Samuel knew that. He didn't see it by example anywhere there. He was a child who walked in the ways of the living God. All by himself had that relationship with God. Knew how to obey, knew how to honor God, knew how to have the reverence for the house of God, reverence for the office that God had placed for the servant of God there. Second time he runs, and when Eli says, I did not call my son, lie down. Verse 7 says, Samuel did not yet know the Lord nor was the word of the Lord yet revealed to him. That means he's serving the Lord with faith there, by serving Eli, but he never had an encounter with God. He never had an encounter with God. That means he never had a dream before about who God was. He never had any message from God. This is the first time he's having an encounter with God. God is calling him the third time. Again, through Eli's voice. Now he could have said, what is this? He's calling me again and again. He's saying that he's not calling. Maybe the second time he said, third time he called. He already said that. He didn't call. I'm not going to go. He didn't lay down. No. You see, the reverence he had for God and for the servant of God. When the call came the third time, he rose again and he ran. And he said, here I am. For you did call me. Then Eli perceived that the Lord had called the boy. Therefore, Eli said to Samuel, Go lie down. And it shall be if he calls you that you must say, Speak, Lord, for your servant hears. So Samuel went and lay down in his place until he was told what to do. He kept running because that's what he was commanded. He was called and he ran. He was not told to say anything. This is how we have to be. Not do anything extra. Without God telling, we shouldn't jump to do anything. Without God telling us to do something. We have to be people who learn to listen, obey, and do what God is calling us to do. When God called, he ran. Because he called. He ran. Then he was told by the priest, this is God calling, so this is what you should do. If he called you again, say, speak, Lord, for your servant hears. Lord, talk to me. I listen, which means 
I will obey. Anytime the Bible says, he who has ears to hear, let him listen. That means, let him do what I tell him to do. So when Eli told Samuel to say, speak Lord for your servant hears, that means, speak Lord, I will obey. I will do what you tell me to do. That's what having ears to hear or hear means. Now Samuel, such an obedient child, he heard this and he went and laid down. Verse 10 is a very glorious, glorious, glorious verse in the Bible. Now the Lord came and stood and called as at other times, Samuel, Samuel. So each time when the Lord called, who was there? God himself was there, standing by Samuel, calling him. There Samuel was running because he heard Eli call. But the voice came from God as the voice of Eli. He passed the test. Samuel passed the test. Already he was so pleased and God came and stood. Samuel passed the test and God called. God is so pleased that he's calling his name twice. Samuel, Samuel, because God knew that this child was going to say, speak Lord for your servant here, such an obedient child. God is ready to talk. He's ready to open his heart. He's ready to speak to Samuel. How are you in your walk with the Lord? How are you in the presence of God? How much reverence do you have for the house of God? How much reverence do you have for the presence of God? How hungry are you to hear the voice of God? Are you content? I don't hear Him so. That's okay. Or are you longing to hear the voice of God? If so, to what extent are you obeying to what God has shown you? How much reverence do you have for the servant of God that God has placed above you in your life? How quick are you to listen and obey? Do you know God can come to you just like he came to Samuel? Do you know God can call you just like how he called Samuel through the servant of God God has placed over you? using his voice or her voice that God has placed over your life. Do you know there are times God will test you before God can bless you with something supernatural? How obedient are you to what God has revealed to you? Whatever he was taught by his mother whenever he was taught by Eli whatever was given to him we know he latched onto it this child latched onto it he just took it and he just did it he had faith he had faith in the living God 
he had reverence for the house of God and for the servant of God because he had faith in the living God. Only when we have faith in God can we have reverence for the house of God. God is there. God of heaven and earth came and stood where Samuel was and called him. What a great honor. What a great privilege. What a great call. What a great inauguration. Heaven inaugurated the call and ordained Samuel to be the prophet of God for all people to see and for all of us to be able to be blessed by his life a life that was yielded to God a life that was given over to God a life that was consecrated to God a life that was sold out for God may God help you to understand the depth of this message that God has released from his mouth through the mouth of his servant to your ears to understand the deeper meanings of what God is speaking to you in a simple form so that your life can become just like Samuel's life so that you can inherit the blessings that God has for you just like how he had for Samuel that you can become the person that God can confide that God can come and talk to that God can reveal us hard to be quick to listen be quick to obey have that reverence for God have the reverence for the house of God no matter who does what you be different Oh, Eli's sons are doing this. Oh, they're doing this. So, you be different. If someone doesn't have the regard for the house of God, you don't become one of those people. You be like Samuel. Eli's sons didn't have any regard for the house of God. They didn't have any regard for the servant of God. Whatever Eli told them, they had no regard for his words. Both Eli and his sons perished. May we not be like that. We'll be like Samuel, who had a clean track record, who fulfilled the will of God, someone who knew how to obey, had a clear conscience before God and man, lived a pleasing life through and through. That we can all see that it's possible to live that life that would draw God 
to earth. A life that drew God Almighty to where Samuel was. A life that drew God Almighty to where Samuel was. It's not an ordinary thing. I hope you will never read this chapter ever again in a casual way. I hope you will never look at Samuel ever again in an ordinary way. May God give you the desire to long to be like those who drew God to where they were by drawing so near to God they drew God near to themselves. God says, draw near to me and I will draw near to you. This is how we draw near to God. This is how we draw near to God. This is how we show our faith in God. To honor God. To honor the presence of God. To give God the glory that is due to His name. The house of God is a house of prayer. The house of God is a temple of God. It's a place of worship. Never be content with not being able to hear God. Never be content with living a disobedient life. Never say it's okay. Everybody does it. Everybody will be swept away by the flood. You shouldn't. You don't have to. You should say, Lord, I want to be different. I want to be different. I want to be like Samuel. What made Samuel, Samuel the prophet? It's what you should see and copy. Have it in your heart. Genuinely desire that and pray for that and do that. Become that. What pleases God? God comes and reveals to us this is what pleases me. Take that and simply do that. Then the results will be the same thing. Because God very clearly states in His Word, this is what I like, this is what I don't like. This is what touches my heart. This is what makes me go far away from you. He never keeps it a secret. That's how good our God is. So when we see these things explicitly stated in the scriptures, we need to say, Lord, you're so kind. I don't have to try to figure out what you like and what you don't like and who you are. Lord, you've said everything here. I'm just going to do that because I love you. I want to hear from you. I want to walk with you. I want to be like Samuel. God left heaven and he came and stood there and he called. He just 
didn't give him some dream. He just came there. God came there and he called him by his name. He stood there. He stood where Samuel was. Where the word of the Lord was not even there. Where God's voice was no more heard. When he was no more there in that temple where they were desecrating the tabernacle of God and the sacrifices were all desecrated. They were still sacrificing, but it was desecrated sacrifices. What a twisted form of worship. What a twisted form of service to God. What an abomination to God. Yet God found one faithful soul. One faithful soul. And he came to that one faithful soul. May God speak to our hearts at this hour. And give the deeper yearning and deeper longing for the living God. Say, oh God, make me like Samuel. Make me like Samuel. Make me like Samuel. That I may truly be found worthy to hear your voice. Truly be found worthy to have supernatural encounters with the living God. I may have the reverence that I need to have for the presence of God. I may have the reverence that I need to have for the house of God. That I may have the reverence that I need to have for the servants of God. When you speak to the voice of the servants of God, they will listen and will obey. Then you will reveal yourself even more. From revealing yourself through your servants, you will reveal yourself even more. When I submit and have reverence for the revelation, expressed revelation that you give, through your servants. When we take the word of God that comes through the servants of God as it comes from the mouth of God and obey and have the reverence for God and reverence for the word of God that comes through the servants of God and have the reverence for the servants of God because they carry God himself, carry the word of God and we deliver it. And we obey the voice of God that comes to them. And have that reverence for God. By reverencing the servants of God, there's a blessing that goes with it. God says, now I know. You have reverence for me. Now I can talk to you. Now we can have a conversation. May God help you to understand so that you can inherit Everything that the Lord has for you. That every time the test comes, that you will pass and not fail. That every time God will come to you, you'll be ready, be quick, be excited to do what God has called you to do. Shall we pray? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. 
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, precious Father. Thank you, precious Father. Our living God, the maker of heaven and earth, our soon-coming King, the great I Am, the everlasting Father, our eternal, wise God, our only true King. We thank you for the word that you're giving to us graciously, Father. Day after day after day. Week after week after week. We have spoken what a privileged people we are. When the word of the Lord was not there, when the revelation of God was not there in Israel, people could no longer hear the voice of God. You were not speaking through the priest anymore. You were not speaking through Eli anymore. People didn't get what they needed to get. They were content. And many, many, many churches are like that these days. But the voice of the Lord is absent. But still, the show goes on. Still, the twisted form of sacrifice is going on. Still, self-worship is going on. Still, abomination is going on. In many, many, many churches all over the world. He's given us this great privilege where the revelation of God abounds in our midst. He's given us this great privilege, O oh God. He's given this church this great privilege to hear your voice again and again and again and again and again. To the point where people say, Oh, God is speaking so much. God is speaking so much. I can catch up with what He's speaking. Pray, Holy Spirit, that this church may not become like the children of Israel in the wilderness who ate angels' food and began to complain because they got so much of angels' food. That their eyes were on the things of this world and their eyes were on Egypt. I pray, help every single person to have a deeper burden, a deeper longing for more of you, for more of your manna, because you are cutting back what you've been giving. You are cutting back. And we never want to get to a place where we come to the scripture it says manna ceased I pray Holy Spirit we never come to a place where we're so complacent even when the revelation is not there but we can still go and still offer sacrifice still do our own thing and come home 
and deceive ourselves when God is standing with a heavy heart and he's no more in the tabernacle. And I pray for all the churches all over the world where you have placed your Samuels in different parts of the world though very scarce I thank you for your Samuels you have placed in different parts of the world where you communicate your heart to them and through them to the people of God and I pray at this hour that you will keep them O God I pray at this hour that you keep them O God and I pray for every true church of God that has reverence for the word of God that has reverence for the house of God that has reverence for the presence of God that has reverence for the servants of God which equals having reverence for God himself when they don't reverence the house of God, when they don't reverence the servants of God, when they don't reverence the presence of God, they despise the living God himself. So I pray for every church There's all over the face of the earth, though few in number, that has true reverence for God true reverence for the word of God true reverence for the voice of God true reverence for the presence of God true reverence for the house of God true reverence for the servants of God and I pray for the true servants of God you have placed all over the world though few in number I pray O Lord that you will protect those churches protect those servants of God protect those congregations Flourish them, Father. Flourish them. Let not the enemies see them, O God. Protect them. And I pray for our congregation here. That your hand may rest upon them. That the reverence that you're looking for may be found, O Lord, in every single person here. That they may understand the depth of your heart that may understand what you want to give to them you may understand the blessings that you have in store for them you may understand what it truly means to reverence you they may understand what true obedience means oh God may a church never have a form of godliness but not have the true power of God never Never may we get to the place of Father. May we never come to the place where the children of Israel were, Father. Where the sacrifice went on, twisted form of sacrifice went on. They all continued doing what they were doing, completely disregarding the voice of God. They became so dull they didn't even know that God was absent until the voice of God came through Samuel. Oh Father, I pray. I 
that there be a deeper awakening taking place in every heart in our church in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. That the quickening of the Lord God Almighty take place, O Lord, in every heart. You take them deeper, Father. Take them deeper in the river of God. Take them deeper in their walk with the living God. Take them deeper, my precious Lord, I pray. Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Let it happen, O God, as it is in heaven. Let it happen, O God, as it is in heaven. Let it happen, O God, as it is in heaven. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. May we be a church that says, Speak, Lord, I will listen. Speak, Lord, I will listen. Any time of the day, speak, Lord, I will listen. Any time of the night, speak, Lord, I will listen. Whatever you want me to do, I will do. Hallelujah. I pray that you'll raise many Samuels from our midst, O Lord. Let there be many worthy people who will be worthy enough to hear the voice of the living God. I pray that the work of the Lord may thoroughly be accomplished in this church, O Lord, and through this church and to many, many people in this nation and beyond. With this blessing I bless your people with this morning as a servant standing in the presence of God, before the throne of God, according to the power and authority given to me by the Almighty God, I bless your people with this blessing which you alone can bless them with. That they may become people of God who long to hear the voice of God. The people of God who long to be the presence of God. The people of God who know what it means to reverence God to obey God and to follow God. People of God who will reverence the presence of God, the house of God, and the servants of God, and thereby be blessed into fulfilling the call of God that you have for them. And I thank you for doing this. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. 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 I know many of you are at work or about to reach work. However, the Spirit of the Lord wants me to give the time to pray. Whoever is here, whoever is hearing, whoever can pray. Three people, commit yourself to this word that God has given this morning and pray. I'm going to mute myself. After that, I will pronounce a benediction.